we have to understand something. How can you talk about freedom and justice for all when you were brought under the banner of servitude? How can you talk about freedom and justice for all when you were brought in shackles and chains with yokes about your neck? The Bible says that the children of Israel will be scattered into all nations under the banner of slavery. This was a global slave trade. Luke chapter 21 verse 21 through 24 says you're going to fall by the edge of the sword and they're going to be led away captive into all nations. So the question for the critical thinker is this, who did that happen to? Did that happen to the Chinese? No. Did that happen to the Arab? No. Did that happen to the European? No. Did that happen to the people that call themselves Jewish? No. What race of mankind on the earth was taken into captivity into all nations? You think this global slave trade would be not documented in the greatest history book known to mankind? You're looking at the Bible and you don't realize that it's talking about you. Yes, you. The people that are impacted by slavery and colonialism. The people that were taken to America, taken to the Caribbean islands, taken to France, Portugal, taken to Spain as slaves. The Bible says that the, the gospel... The gospel of the Jesus Christ that we know of is a black man that came to set liberty to the captives. That's Isaiah 61, verse 1. Who needs saving? Who needs liberty? Does the French need liberty? Does America need liberty? Who is oppressed? Who is getting brutalized in the streets? Who is getting gunned down when you know categorically and statistically they committed no crime? You're being persecuted over a traffic violation. You're being murdered and slaughtered. Ask Sandra Bland, was she free? Ask Trayvon Martin, was he free? Ask George Floyd. A lot of people talk about that they're woke. You're fake woke. The scripture says, awake to righteousness and sin not. Awake to righteousness, awake to who you are. Who were you prior to slavery? Who were you prior to colonization? These answers and more can be seen as we listen to the Forefront Radio where you will find out the truth in regards to your true nationality. Yes, when you read about the Bible, when it says, my skin is black, it's talking about you. When you read Song of Solomon, when it says, look not upon me because I am black, it's talking about you. When it comes to the greatest man that walked on the face of the earth, Jesus the Christ died a black man's death, died through crucifixion, lynched on a tree, hair like wool, feet like brass burned in a furnace. Who could this be talking about? This is talking about you, your people, the lost tribes of Israel. You were listening to the Forefront Radio. Thanks for listening in. We're going to tune to Second uh, Thessalonians chapter 2. Verse 7 and verse 8, it says, For the mystery of iniquity doth already work. Only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. And then shall that wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders. And with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they received not the love of the truth, that they might be saved. For this cause, God shall send them strong delusion, that they should believe 
alive. So according to the scriptures, we are going to reveal to you who the wicked is according to the Bible, their system of governments, and how they operate in this world. The next scripture we're going to look at is Job chapter 9, verse 24. It says, the earth is given into the hand of the wicked, the wicked. The earth is given into the hand of the wicked. So who's that? whoever is controlling the earth right now, that's who the wicked is according to the Bible. He covereth the faces of the judges thereof. If not, where and who is he? So if it's not those that are in power today, who is he? Who's controlling the Vatican? Who's controlling the United States of America? Who's controlling Europe? Who's controlling the United Nations? According to the Bible, that is the wicked. Now let's check out this history real quick. In this episode, we're going to get into the invasion of the Romans, the Edomites, into the land of Britain. The land of Britain previously were run by so-called blacks. When the Roman institutions went into the regions, they in turn anglicized that region, Romanized that region with Edomite influence and culture. That same mindset of slavery, colonization, imperialism, transferred into the structures of Britain, transferred into the structures of America. Monkey see, monkey do. So in this clip, we're going to listen to a very great discussion and interview uh, by a man by the name of Thomas Sowell. He is interviewed by a European uh, uh, reporter, and this intellectual has a lot of great key points that we want to focus on in this episode. Link wealth creation to uh, the acquisition of skills and the employment of skills in a, in a disciplined way and also uh, in a in a frugal way in, in terms of, of of lifestyles but others would would attribute uh, the generation of poverty the obverse of wealth to uh, colonialism imperialism exploitation uh, yes. uh, economic exploitation how, how do you handle handle those arguments well insofar as those arguments are meant seriously you can simply look at evidence uh, insofar as they're purely political arguments they're saying what people want to hear Obviously, there are people who would much rather hear that than to hear the other, because if you think that's the problem, then there's not, there's not only a, a quicker solution, uh, but there's a more, more emotionally and morally satisfying solution, uh, namely you fight against the exploiters and so on. If you look at the third world, for example, those parts of the third world where the uh, imperialist powers have come in have typically been the more advanced parts of it. They've been the most prosperous ones. Even if they weren't prosperous before they got there, they became the more prosperous parts. Those parts of the third world that the imperialists have never touched are, almost without exception, the very poorest places on this earth. So, so let's think about this and consider what this individual is saying. He's saying that the places left unscathed by the influence of imperialism have been deterred from economic development. Places like Haiti, places like Malawi, places 
that are suffering from extreme poverty, they have external factors that are not readily seen by the populace. Meaning what? The general public is not informed about the secret invasions, the secret robberies, the the clandestine uh, extra legislative and extra executive powers that many of these nations partake in to steal resources, gold, oil, riches, and force reparations or payments or tribute or taxes to these poor countries to force them to stay in perpetual poverty. And he said this very well, and I hope you can pick that up. So now let's listen on. Well, you don't find any exploit, uh, any explanation for poverty and colonialism. Uh, the reverse, perhaps. Oh, absolutely. That when, when the Romans, for example, invaded uh, the British Isles, they conquered uh, the southern part of uh, Britain, but they never conquered Scotland. Uh, and for centuries thereafter, perhaps for a thousand years thereafter, Scotland was far behind England in economic and cultural development because England had the advantage of tying into the whole Roman civilization and everything that it had created, to some extent, percolated down through the British. Uh, that doesn't mean the British were happy with the Romans being there. You know, a thousand years later, Churchill could say, we owe London to Rome, but that's a thousand years later, and Churchill didn't have to go through what those people went through. So I'm not saying this is good for the people who were there, but in the, but in the longer run, of course, England became what it was because the Romans came. And Scotland re- finally developed only after England conquered Scotland. And then the culture that developed in England then could spread into, into Scotland as well. Well, does this suggest then that in addressing poverty in today's world, there ought to be a latter-day reincarnation of imperialism or colonialism in some form? No, uh, because I think politically it's impossible. Uh, they're, they're, I, I hear from, the, from various parts of uh, some independent nations, they say that they, they, they were better off under colonialism and so on. That is, that isn't in the cards. Uh, the, the people who are in the imperialist nations don't want to take on that. But some would say that there is the functional equivalent of that in the operation of the multinational corporation today. Do you see that, uh, the operation of the multinational corporation, as help or hindrance to uh, the generation of wealth in developing countries? Well, in those countries, the multinational corporations uh, very often uh, not only pay more money than the local industry pays, but it brings in skills that don't exist and creates industries that never were there before. To that extent, I think they, they are a source of the transmission of international uh, human capital. Uh, to that extent, yes. Now, this excerpt did take... So now we're going to think and consider what this individual is saying. He's saying these nations stay rich by the continual influence that they have from a negative aspect of colonialism, imperialism, and corporatization, right? And these corporations are still sapping these areas of its natural resources and riches while the indigenous population still stay in perpetual poverty. No one in an African country should be poor. No one of African descent, so-called African from the continent, those Israelites, those Shemite tribes, those Hamitic tribes, None of them should be in poverty. Why? Because the gold came from there. The material labor 
the human labor forces came from there. They have a popular term that they use called brain drain of Africa. They weren't taking people that were hanging from uh, trees like Tarzan. These individuals were kings, princes, artisans, uh, uh, architectural masons, artists, musicians, princesses, people of royal blood, the descendants of God's chosen people. This is who they took in slavery. Okay, so it's very important to know this history and this information because the Bible says you will know the truth and the truth will make you free. With that being said, we have to look at also another external factor. What external factor has impacted us significantly? Modern religion, modern Christianity. You see, prior to the Roman Catholic Church being taken over by the Europeans, it was run by so-called blacks. Black Jews, black Moors, black Christians ruled throughout the so-called Dark Ages. In the 1400s, you had a period of time called the Renaissance. Prior to that, there was a general transition of European Anglo, um, let me not say Anglo, Edomite influence, Caucasian influence, that permeated into these churches and they used religion to deceive the masses. In fact, they used religion to enslave God's chosen people, the Israelites. Listen close. Before New World discovery, Spain and Portugal had gone to the Pope over a dispute about deep lines of demarcation. And the Pope had said to both Spain and Portugal, you are both authorized to reduce the servitude all infidel people. This is a statement from John Henry Clark showing that the Catholic Church authorized Portugal and Spain and eventually England, France, Belgium, Denmark, all these European powers to enslave quote-unquote infidels. Now, I have a book called uh, Jews and Moors in Spain, in Spain, where they specify how the Black Portuguese were called Judeans, okay? These black Portuguese in turn were called Negro. Negro is the Spanish word for black. The Pope authorized the enslavement of Judaizers, meaning black Jews, and Mohammedans, black Moors, and created the form of indoctrination that we see where everyone that's of uh, so-called Negro, so-called indigenous, uh, throughout the world, they've brainwashed people into European extremism. 
European religious customs that are in direct violation of the Bible, meaning what? Anti-Christ, anti-Messiah systems. Sunday worship, Sunday, the day of the sun, Sol Invictus, not in the Bible. Worship of December 25th, Santa Claus, not in the Bible. The worship of the Feast of Ishtar with Easter bunny eggs, not in the Bible. And various other pagan, pagan practices. Listen close. In other words, if a person is not a Christian, you are authorized to enslave the person. But in the politics of the papery, the Portuguese always got the best of the deal. They were better Catholic politicians. And the Pope eventually, when the discovery was that Spain was grabbing more of the world than Portugal, there was a treaty of Tartacellus. Pope had said, you take the East and you take the West and you two good Catholic nations stop fighting among yourselves. So you have a group of wolves, the Portuguese and the Spanish, and also later on England and France and all of them, right? Fighting over territories and land to conquer. This is like wolves fighting over a piece of raw meat. Think about this thought process. No regard of peoples, nations, cultures that they have destroyed, but fighting over wealth, riches, and resources. That is the mindset of the wicked, to steal, kill, and destroy. And this was really as a result of Christopher Columbus grabbing. Christopher Columbus wasn't supposed to come to the New World. That, that was a violation of an agreement. But the Treaty of Tartacellus gave Portugal a big country called Brazil. Portugal, being so small, didn't have the money and the manpower to manage a country. Portugal got lost in Brazil mm. and dissipated so much energy in Brazil that colonial-wise, it couldn't move much further because, see, Portugal was already in West Africa. And the British, when the British came in, the British drove them out of West Africa. This is how the Portuguese got to the Congo. The Portuguese were in the Congo for 100 years. But the Congolese were so organized, they would push them out of the Congo. The Congolese themselves would push them out of the Congo. Then they went to Angola. It's good to know this information because I have a book telling you that the people of the Congo were called Loango Jews. Those black folks that were pushed into Angola, right, that was taken by the Portuguese and the Europeans to Jamestown, Virginia, 
those those slaves that they took in 1619 were descendants of the Kingdom of the Congo, also known as Loango Jews. This is why you have to know the truth, because the truth will set you free. This is another episode of the Forefront Radio in a series called Legacy of the Wicked. Tune in to the Forefront Radio, www.anchor.fm slash the forefront. Listen every week on Spotify, on iHeartRadio, and many other platforms. Hey, my friend, you have just listened to The Forefront Radio. Please leave your comment and input about the show, what you like about the show, as well as any general feedback on ways to improve. We need your help to acquire new equipment to implement studio quality video and audio to our friends. Contribute as little as $4.99. It's only worth a cup of coffee. Then we can produce documentaries, more episodes, and great info for the diaspora. Go to Cash App and enter A-P-H-I-E-L-L-E-V-I to donate to the Forefront Radio to cover our advertising costs and reach more people. Catch our next episode on YouTube, Facebook, Spotify, anchor.fm slash the forefront. Always remember, the truth shall liberate the mind. Peace to the heirs of promise and the heritage of the scattered 12 tribes.